0: hanging up my pictures and put our wedding picture up and kind of moving stuff around, they turn into feral cats.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step-family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims.
2: David, I have a bone to pick with you.
3: (laughs) Okay.
1: You
2: didn't even tell me Happy Valentine's Day.
3: Okay. We talked about that last week, though. See, we, we did Valentine's early.
2: You didn't tell me Happy Valentine's Day then.
3: But you knew what day it was. Why did I need to tell you what day it is?
2: Because it's supposed to be the day of love,
3: and you're every, supposed to show me no, you love me. Every day is my day of love. But, I don't need no Hallmark holiday for me to show you I love you.
2: But how hard would it have been to go Happy Valentine's Day, honey? I was waiting on you. I told you Happy Valentine's Day, and I got you some chocolate covered strawberries and some cupcakes. Your you favorite got flavor? Some
3: cupcakes?
2: <laughs> no, I don't like those kind.
3: No, you, you got you some cupcakes, but you decided to get me a couple no, so that you could have the rest. No,
2: that's not true. That's how that works. I got the strawberry cheesecake ones because mm-hmm. you like cheesecake. And I got the lemon ones because you like the lemon. And I got two confetti ones to see if Jackson would eat them.
3: Okay, thank you. But see, we talked every year I get you something for, let's say, Valentine's Day because it's usually several days. Holidays, even though Valentine's Day is not really a holiday. So I get you something, right? And I come in, I'm like, "Here's your Valentine's card, and your big teddy bear, and your flowers, and your candy, and your massage certificate to get a free massage." And you go, "I feel like a terrible wife. I didn't get you anything. I feel awful." So I was like, "You know what? This year I'm going to make sure that you don't feel awful." So you just didn't so even acknowledge I didn't the day. even acknowledge a day, and see now you're still feeling awful. So I can't win.
2: Well, first of all, you have never, ever, never, ever gotten me a teddy bear, candy, flowers, and a massage.
3: Not all at the same time. <laughs> well, I, I can't get you a massage. You still got one left over from your birthday you hadn't used.
2: I keep forgetting about
3: it. Exactly. And which I'm is too why, busy to go. I which mean, is why you won't get another one. You
2: got me a two-hour massage. Right. I mean,
3: Everybody else is going,
2: oh my God, two-hour massage? I know, but y'all, I'm swamped. That's okay. You won't get another one. See you hurt my feelings again. Well, why would I want to get you something that
3: you don't want to
2: use? Okay, so if I go use that massage by the end of the month, will you go get me another one for Valentine's Day?
3: Valentine's gone, David. I'm getting you some Valentine's candy on Monday when it's half price, and flowers will be half price, and then we can have we can celebrate half of Valentine's Day.
2: <laughs> well, actually, flowers would be half price today, today? because. Oh. You we'll know, go today, We're then. recording the day after Valentine's Day.
3: Okay. We'll go today. Matter of fact, I'll take you They'll with me. will be more
2: than half price. You can get a dozen roses for like four bucks. All right.
3: I'll take you with me. You can pick out whichever ones you want. No,
2: you go get them. Okay.
3: I'll go get them.
2: Then I got a grocery list for
3: you to take, too. Oh, no. Never mind. You're not getting any flowers. Well. You just messed that up. David, don't be too upset. Uh, I'm not upset. Because
2: you got me the most beautiful bracelet. I knew it was coming.
3: i knew i I knew it at some point it's gonna be like oh by the way this is what you got me for valentine's day you're so awesome
2: yeah it's this bracelet it's got little pearls on it and it's engraved and on one side it has your initials and jackson's initials since they're the same
3: (laughs) so it's got both initials or one
2: they're the same right
3: So, so you got them on there twice
2: No, on the back, that's what I thought. On the back, it says something else, but I can't put that on here.
3: Okay. And you tell me later. So you got Jackson's initials on there. And, you know, your
2: initials and Jackson's initials. No, no, no.
3: They're on there once. If it was both, they would be on there twice.
2: No, they're the same. Why would I do that on the front and the back?
3: Because you can't say, oh, this is. Jackson's initials on there and your initials on there. No, it's the same initials. You can't. Okay, do fine. That. I'll
2: order another one.
3: No, it's for it's either his initials or it's my initials. I don't care that they're the same.
2: Well it depends on which one of you's asking.
3: I mean if you were like a little teenager in love and your initials were the same as your boyfriend's initials, would you just write I love myself?
2: No, you would still put I love and whatever the initials were.
3: Okay, exactly. That indicates it's a that, separate person. That makes no sense. It does. You wouldn't put your little heart shaped thing and put I don't know. What is your initials? I don't know. <laughs> you change your name all the time. I don't know what it is. I do. <laughs> but you'd put it on there. ABC loves ABC because it indicates it's two different people. Anyway, okay. that's well, beside the point. The point is I knew you'd end up getting you something. I knew that you would have the most amazing Valentine's Day because you buy yourself crap all the time. So and what you don't know is <laughs> I bought myself something for Valentine's Day too. <laughs> What? Uh, well, when the Amazon truck shows up tomorrow, you'll you'll unloads all the boxes, you'll see. What'd
2: you get? I ain't telling you. All right, fine. I'm glad I didn't order you what I was going to order you for Valentine's Day.
3: You weren't going to order me anything. Don't I was. I already picked
2: it out. It was this um, tiger's eye bracelet, and I thought it would look cute on you. And then you could put initials on it.
3: Yeah. I'm glad you didn't order that. <sighs> Wearing no tiger eye bracelet with... Little charms on it. It's not charms on it. <laughs> what do you think I am? It's a
2: men's bracelet with charms on it. It's not a charm. I am
3: not wearing a charms bracelet for men. It is not a I might charm as well be bracelet. Give me a man purse and some bubble bath.
2: <gasps> hey, that's an idea. I know what you're going to get me for Christmas. What? A charm bracelet. I'll get you one,
3: but I don't want a charm bracelet or a man purse or a bubble bath. Now look,
2: your son is the one that bought the man purse. Y'all, let me tell you. One of David's kids.
3: Here we go, bashing my kid. No,
2: no, it's just <laughs> the truth. It's just the truth. He has a very expensive taste, I will say. And he bought a Gucci man purse. And how much did he pay for it, David? It, I it was like $1,700. I'm wanting to think it was like $2,700. No, no, no. Wasn't that crazy? Well, $1,700. We're talking about a
3: kid that makes.
2: He's just now in the Air Force. I mean, he, he hasn't.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. probably making, I don't know, what do you make entry level into the Air Force? 25? Just say like 25,
2: 30. I don't know.
3: Yeah, so we're talking about a substantial part of his income, like two months of work.
2: Hundred dollars <laughs> for a man purse. And it doesn't even look like a messenger bag. I was thinking it was going to be this kind of messenger bag looking thing. No. No. This thing is small. You, you can't even put a wallet in it. <laughs> I don't think. And then, get it. then he had to get the three hundred dollar Gucci slides. Mm-hmm. Then, remember when he was here at Christmas? The socks. Were they Gucci socks?
3: Yeah, they were Gucci socks. A
2: hundred dollar pair of socks. Y'all, we don't know where this youngin came from because David would never spend. That much money. Well, mm-hmm. he's not mine, so I was hoping I'd have a better influence on him, but apparently I didn't. Um, But I don't even think his mom would buy a $100 pair of Gucci socks. I,
3: he didn't do all that until they got into the Air Force. So I'm thinking he's hanging around with people that he's trying to impress.
2: Oh, wait. And the $300 Louis Vuitton bracelet.
3: I can see spending $300 on a bracelet. If it's, it's a
2: piece of leather.
3: I, I was going to say, if it's gold or something like that.
2: No, it's a piece of
3: leather. No. no 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 not me
2: yeah so if any of y'all are interested in buying a gucci man purse <laughs> please reach out to me because i will get a commission off of it and we will cut a deal like i said i believe he paid 1700 dollars. it's still in the bag that they put the bag in. Yeah, he's never used it yeah it's brand new it's still in the box i'll cut you a deal 1500 dollars and free shipping and free shipping. <laughs> at least, I'll deliver it to your house with some nachos.
3: You know, oh, God, whatever. You know, at least he recognizes that he made a mistake because he said it when, you know.
2: He said it couple, after we all ragged him about
3: it for like, about yeah, six months. I made a mistake. I know I made a mistake. But that's kind of the thing with people when they have these issues they don't realize as they go and they do something, kind of spur of the moment, and then then they regret it later. Almost like whenever you argue with me about crazy stuff. Oh, my gosh. You know, you regret it later because you knew you were wrong.
2: Whatever. Let's finish talking about this. (laughs) So we have determined that this specific step kid is an emotional buyer. If he's down in the dumps or whatever, he goes and buys himself something expensive and feels better.
3: (laughs) Yeah, for a minute.
2: Yeah, because guess what? Those white $100 Gucci socks, they still got dirt on the bottom like his normal socks. Mm -hmm. They didn't repel dirt. They still got a little brown tinge on them now. Mm -hmm. $100 for a pair of socks. I don't know what's worse, the $100 socks or the $1,700 man purse.
3: They're both terrible. But at least you can recover from a $100 mistake a lot faster than a $1,700 mistake.
2: Yeah. We love him the same, though.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, this is life and you're young and you make mistakes and you grow up and... You learn.
2: Hey, that reminds me. He was supposed to get me a pair of Ray-Bans one year for Christmas.
3: That's. I'm not even going down that path.
2: Because remember he bought...
3: Yeah, he's going to do that because you ragged him because he bought some for somebody else.
2: He bought some for two somebody else's. <laughs> he's just throwing me to the curb, acting like I'm nobody. Yeah, but look. I'm just a step-mama. Maybe least, I can get some Walmart sunglasses for
3: $14. At least uh, one of the other kids is going to buy you a 69 Camaro. <laughs>
2: Yeah. One of the other kids said that when he gets rich and famous from his MMA career, he's going to buy me a 69 Camaro. And I believe him.
3: Mm-hmm. It's funny, though, because I used to do the same thing when I was a kid. Tell my dad, mom, I'm going to buy you this and I'm going to buy you that. When, you know, I ain't never buy nothing.
2: Oh, great. So <laughs> you're telling me that I'm never going to get that.
3: Yep. You need to have realistic expectations, honey. I do. Well, then why did I you expect-, expect
2: him to be famous? And I don't even care if he buys me a little model 69 Camaro. I'd rather have that because the real car, you know, you have to like manually roll the windows down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can probably put uh, motors in these days.
2: But then that takes away from it. It needs to be authentic.
3: Remember we were watching that on TV uh, with Barrett Jackson? Yeah. Like two months ago. And they were auctioning off these Camaros, and they got to the 69 Camaro, and it sold for like $40,000. I mean, you both were like, you've got to be kidding me.
2: Yeah, because normally when you watch the Barrett-Jackson auto auction show, whatever it's called, a 69 Camaro in great shape, like this one was, would go for $200,000. Easy. This one sold for $40,000. And we're like, what
3: the crap? And there were several of them on there. Yeah. not, Not all of them were 69, but they were all like... 67, and they all, all, the,
2: all the cars that sold that day Sold cheap
3: Yeah And I was like dude Don't know where that is But we gotta go
2: I think it's in Arizona
3: Alright so, so we're, we're going come, to Arizona We're doing a Nacho Kids Boot camp in Arizona <laughs> <laughs> So we can go to The Barrett Jackson
2: auction And give me a 69 Camaro
3: No we're not getting you that David I'm just gonna let you Take pictures beside it
2: I can do that here When they have the car shows Oh
3: no, we're good We gotta go anywhere Problem solved Happy Valentine's Day You make me nauseous <laughs>
2: All right, let's get off the subject before you make me mad. <laughs> our guest today is a member of the Nacho Kids Academy. What? What? Yes, she's been in there a while. She's made great strides. She is, I would say, our biggest fan, wouldn't you?
3: I don't know who you're talking about yet, <laughs> Kelly R. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then we-, we talked about her on the, on the last one, though. You know, you said Kelly R. and I said R. Kelly. Yeah, you know, and uh, Andy posted in the Facebook group that she spit her coffee all in the car when she was listening.
2: <laughs> I didn't even know who R.
3: Kelly was. So, <laughs> anyway, okay, Kelly R.
2: Kelly R. So Kelly was in a blend for thirteen years. That blend ended. Her second husband died from cancer, hmm. and her third husband, his wife, also died from cancer. And they got together, so now she's in a blend again. Wow. Mm-hmm.
3: She's got a lot of experience.
2: And she was a stepkid herself. She did not like her stepdad.
3: Hmm. How about the stepmom?
2: Now, wait a minute. I'm not through. One thing that Kelly started doing because she didn't like the stepdad was running. You know, kind of to get her out of the house, to... You know they say exercise helps with stress, and mm-hmm. so she started running. Well, guess what? What stepdad started running with her, <laughs> and in the end, he became one of her heroes.
3: Oh, how about that?
2: It makes me want to cry.
3: I didn't see that turn of events coming.
2: She didn't either. Wow, it's pretty awesome.
3: Hmm, this ought to be a good story. Mm-hmm. A good story. A good interview.
2: <laughs> a good yeah. A good, a good interview. There's a difference. So, Kelly Nachos, obviously. That's why she's in the Academy. And, again, she has made great strides. We really enjoy having her um, as a member, as we do all our members. She is very interactive with us. And, um, remember, we got to see her in Texas.
3: hmm Yep.
2: hmm So, I'm not going to tell you too much, but get to listening.
3: <laughs> all right. We'll do it after we hear a word about the Academy
1: is a way to save your sanity and your relationship. And it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Today
2: we have stepmom Miss Kelly. How you doing, Kelly? I'm good. How are you? Good. So you've got a lot of history here.
0: yes, all step related. <laughs> just about
2: all right. So starting off, you were a stepkid yourself.
0: Yes., um, my mom remarried when I was fourteen, moved us out to the country the first year I pouted and barely talked to my stepdad. and then, I started running just to get away from the house and he started running with me and we became very close and he was one of my heroes.
2: Oh, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. He found
0: out what interested me and he bought me a piano. (laughs)
2: Look at there. um, It is important to when people are able to start reengaging to make sure that it's something that the kids like to do. You want to yeah. be a part of something positive in their life. That is awesome. I'm so glad you have a yeah. stepdad. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah, David's a good stepdad to Jackson.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, my stepdad's name was David, too. So there you go.
2: <laughs> All right. And then you got into a blended family.
0: Yes, I married a man. Uh, we were together 13 years. And he had three boys from, you know, Two for one mom, one from another mom. The older ones were out of the house and the younger one was with us a lot. He was seven when we started dating and he was a big part of our life. He was around a lot and he's getting married in December and I'm going to be there and my biological son's going to be in the wedding.
2: That is great.
0: So we remain close. His dad died six years ago and all the boys are still really close with me and
2: that's been great. So, your first husband passed away.
0: Yes. And so, to me, that was like a, another version of what I had with my stepdad. Like, this is great. It can just be another parent and everybody gets along and live, you know, stay mm-hmm. in touch forever. That was great.
2: So, you stay in touch with one of the stepkids from that? all three
0: of them. All three, all three of three. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get Mother's Day texts. I get. Christmas, you know, they send me pictures. They they don't live here. The older ones don't, but they keep me up to date with their kids and stuff.
2: That's so so sweet. sweet. Yeah, they're awesome. Okay. Did you have children with him?
0: No, I actually was married before him and have one son. who's 21 now. Okay. And that guy loves everybody. <laughs> He's six foot seven. He's like everybody's favorite, you know, sweet guy. And he Loves for people to come up and hug him. So he got along with the boys and he got along, you know, he just loves everybody. So he's Mm -hmm. been my my easy one.
2: It's always good to have an easy one, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. So how was your ex-husband with your son?
0: um, He loves him, but he doesn't see him much. He lives in another state. and he is not able emotionally to be a good father figure. So he was happy that my son's stepdad was good for him. Right. But that, I mean, those guys would go sit on the back porch and talk about us <laughs> and be like, oh, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know,
2: mm-hmm. so that
0: was a really pretty seamless. It was good.
2: Just to clarify, your second husband, was a stepdad to your son and they were really close.
0: Yes. He considers him his dad.
2: He does consider him his dad. Yeah. And then you got remarried. Yes. So he died
0: from cancer. And
2: four months later, my current
0: husband's wife died from cancer. And we did not know each other. We did not, we wouldn't, you know, we didn't know each other's stories or whatever until we met. And here he comes with, well, a grown son who we get along great, but two daughters. And at the time they were 12 and 17. And so, and to add to it, their mother's name was Kelly also. <laughs> uh, just a side note. <laughs> so I come in and I'm like, Hey guys, uh, y'all want to go get ice cream? Y'all want to go get manicures, whatever. And I would, it's just, take the girls and go do stuff. And dad was so happy and everybody was giggly and we would uh, take selfies together. And when I pull up in the evening, they would come jump out from behind the bushes and scare me. And they would do my hair. The younger one, especially Israel touchy feely, you know, to my hair and pick up my outfits. (laughs) It was fun. I was like, girls, this is what girls are like. This is Mm -hmm. so fun. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I guess I'm, th- I'm trying to always try to trace it back. But I think when I started hanging up my pictures and put our wedding picture up and kind of moving stuff around, they turn into feral cats. <laughs> 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 don't look at them. They'll go run away. Don't address them directly. They'll, piss at you. you know, don't try to pet them. They'll scratch you, you know, it's just been, ah. So that started about two years ago. And the older one has had a few, I just need to tell you this. And she'll just yell at me. And I'm thinking, well, in a way this is good because she usually doesn't say much. And she'll get it off her chest and then we'll move on. But no, (laughs) it kind of just stays in that state. And then the younger one is really, really, really quiet. And she's just over there nodding, you know. So, I about that time, honestly, I just kind of thought ah, I give up. I love him. I'm just going to hang out with him and not talk to them. And I started to disengage. To I love to read, so bury my head in a book.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: go out, go outside, walk around. Uh, watch TV real hard. <laughs> We're on the same room, but I am so focused on whatever's on that screen. And then I found y'all, and it was like, ah, I'm so relieved. I'm not just, you know, making up some crappy way to deal with this. This is really a thing, a good technique. It I is. Not show them. It's not that I don't love them. It's not that I don't want to help out with the family, but I don't have to throw myself in the fire. I mean, so. That, like I said, probably a year ago, a little over a year ago, I found the official nacho way, and it has helped so much.
2: And Help me to explain to people what nachoing is besides just the disengaging part.
0: Well, my main focus is my husband and our relationship, so I want to make things easy on him. I want to be a good wife to him, a good partner. And if, and if he says, Hey, can you run the girls to town because I have to work or whatever? I will do that. I don't bother them when I'm driving them, you know, whatever I'm doing it to help him. And I'm there. If they, if they were like, I'm bleeding, help me. Or I'm, you know, I really need help with this or whatever. I would do that, but I don't, walk straight up to them and insert myself into their lives
4: Mm -hmm. um
0: and if I see a mess (laughs) I just mention it to dad and he can deal with it or not and he always does and lately he's really stepped up his game on that and put some consequences on them not doing what's expected around the house um but it's they know I love them they know you know, if they do something extraordinary, I'll celebrate with them. And I go, oh, my gosh. And I, I want to hug you, but I know you don't like to be hugged. And go, <laughs> okay, cool. You know, like, thanks. <laughs> uh-huh. But I really try to, I wouldn't say disengage, but I would say more play by, by what's going to make them comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Because even, yeah, you know, because they don't like to be hugged. Well, I'm a big hugger. So that's been hard. I'll just sit on my hands. <laughs> or. <laughs> they they um, they'll leave us a little sticky note now and then you know love y'all see you tomorrow or whatever and I t- I have a whole stack of those I cherish those and I might leave them a sticky note like great job on whatever you know your grades or I brought you home a extra Dr. Pepper or you know whatever but it's not like I said they were feral cats they're not as bad now but um it it was kind of like peace offerings or something. <laughs> it was a lot more subdued
2: yeah. Um, communication. So two things. One thing is I know, I know you've been doing the nacho thing a while, and I know you've got a good handle on it and understand it. Did you see how it made you more self-aware and have more self-control? And um, I mean, it changed me dramatically.
0: Oh, me too. I can breathe. <laughs> I can breathe better and just go. Yeah, you know what? I just had a win because I did not flare up at that smart comment or not. You know, I have control. Right. I can let that bother me or not,
2: and she's not to. Yes, and that is so, the control. That is the control. Yes. When you don't have control, that's the control you have, and it's the ultimate control.
0: Yes, and it helps me in everything. Honestly, We're with a few snarky people
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I just let it kind of roll on by because I'm thinking it's more about them than me. I'm right. still me. And I think that's what I struggle with in the beginning because I was always involved with youth and kids and, you know, Miss Kelly, Miss Kelly. And I still volunteer with first graders and I, you know, do different things. And here's these kids that don't really like me or don't get me. And I was like, I'm still just being me. Well it was like a lightning bolt hit me. I go, they don't know me. They've never been around anyone like me. They, we live out in the country on 30 acres. They're not used to like walking through the mall and seeing 10 people they know. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, I've been very involved in my community and that's important to me. They are so shy and they, you know, we just don't, we're very different. And I had to learn to respect that and to give them, their space and kind of deal with them where they are. And honestly, it's turned around a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so like I said, the youngest one is so quiet and she's with us most of the time. She's 15 now and at the dinner table. Hey, how was, you know, whatever. How's the pep rally at school? She just nod her head or every morning. Bye. Have a good day. Love you. Just nods her head. Now at the table, she will start a conversation. She will look me in the eye and start a conversation. She will, it's like a race in the morning to see who's going to say bye first. And little things like that just make me so happy because we've come so far. And she went on vacation with her grandparents a few weeks ago. I mean, with a friend and her parents. And she brought souvenirs back and she picked out a souvenir for me. She went to the Grand Canyon and I was always like, you're so lucky. I've always wanted to go there. So she found me a key ring that has a picture of the Grand Canyon on it. And that was like gold, you know, yeah. Pick out a gift for me and brought it, had it in the bag, wrote to Kelly, you know, it was, yeah, I cherish that.
2: <laughs> yes. The fact that a step kid brings you a souvenir from a vacation, they went on mm-hmm. and you know, if it's with somebody that like the ex-parent so mm-hmm. you know, they um bring you a gift, it's like you did win the lottery. It doesn't matter, yes, one die, and you know I know I know yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I think um because I was grieving, and he was grieving, I mean it's been three years, but still it's fresh, it's all new, coming into the house, and they were times when and she didn't live in this house, they built it since she died, but it's still on the property where she lived and they say, mama did this, or he'd say, Kelly did that, blah, blah, blah. And I just had to sit down with them and say, guys, I'm not trying to be selfish, but I'm trying to carve out my place at the table, my place with this family. And it's like, I'm living with a ghost. I said, I bet your mama's was great. I bet I would have loved her. And I know y'all loved her. And I want y'all to be able to talk about her freely. But every now and then, if I'm excited about something or I'm We're doing something together and we're building new memories. Can we move forward with those memories and not always be looking back? And I I told them it's honoring the past while we're building our future.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And at the time they were scowling at me and Jim was crying and it was very emotional, but it sunk in because I started to see improvement. And then I started talking more freely about my late husband. He had this thing where he always ate dessert first. Oh, sounds like an awesome person. Oh, he was great. I go, hey, y'all, it's Ronnie's birthday. You know what that means? And they go, dessert first. Yay. You know, know, so we build in some fun, newer traditions that we do together that are built on our past. And I think that is so important. I know, don't mention your mom or whatever, but, oh, it's so hard for a while. It was almost like they were introducing me to her, you know, like, oh, you know, she has to do this and we used to do that and we all did this and we all love that. And I'm going, okay, okay, great. And after like, okay, got it, got the picture, you know, and I don't know if I did it, I do counseling. So I told my counselor, I was going to do that. And she said, do it. You know, if they don't know how you feel, they don't know how you feel and what you want. And yeah. I think th- that helped a lot.
2: Yeah. It sounds like it did. Hmm. I can't imagine, though, um, being in that situation, though, because like you said, it's like you were living with a ghost. Or Yes. <laughs> and I have a friend of mine that um, her husband passed away at a really young age. And I wonder, I feel like she struggles with expressing that she misses her ex and still mm-hmm. loves him. Without hurting mm-hmm. the other guy's feelings. Yes. Yeah. It's touchy. Tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's got to be hard. And then with the kids, you get normal rebellion. Mm-hmm. And then here you are coming into the house, putting up y'all's wedding pictures, and it just kind of solidifies again that their mom's not coming back.
0: Right. Or that I'm not leaving. And I think that was, mom's gone for real, and you're not leaving. And that's when the feral cats came out. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, even feral cats, if you feed them and you're nice to them, eventually you can pet them a little bit. And that's where we are now. And the older one works all the time. So she's gone a lot. And when she is there, we talk more on an equal level. I mean, she's 20. Um, We talk about work. We talk about what she'd like to do with her life. After this, you know, mm-hmm. and she comes to me for advice about her resume and how to search for a job and things like that. So we moved to a different level. And then, of course, when my son's around, it's fun time because they just love him. And, you know, that helps. But he doesn't live with us and he doesn't come out very often.
2: Yeah. So let's get this straight for everybody. <laughs>
0: I know it's a little complex. <laughs>
2: But even with all the complexity to it, I still want to know how your um, bio son, was he living um, with you when you got remarried?
0: Yes. And then I moved out in the country and he stayed in town in the house that we had. He's still there.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you are a nacho mama. You (laughs) are a stepmama that nachos. And you mean to tell me that you get them... An extra drink when you're (laughs) you're not just walking around with your nose stuck up and ignoring them and huffing and puffing when you get near them or no because it's a
0: challenge to me to make us (laughs) like gotcha you know I don't say that but I'm like yeah okay there's another little step closer Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be disengaged forever that's not my nature that's not the relationship I want us to have but I have to do it in the right timing where they will come closer, not me pursuing them all the time. Right. But if I, if I set that cold, Dr. Pepper there, they're going to come a little closer to get it. I can talk to them a little bit and then they go on and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of fed, you know, like, Oh, I'll look at my husband and he'll give me a thumbs up or nod his head, you know, like making progress. And mm-hmm. um, so now I, because I don't want us to, be uncomfortable around each other i don't want us to dislike one another and he does use that to his advantage i'll say that my husband <laughs> now uh i noticed this is uh not real clean and you know she kelly really really is bothered by that if she sees it you're gonna hear about it or i'm gonna hear about it and i don't want to so they'll clean up just so they don't have to hear from me mm-hmm. But okay well fine then it gets cleaned up and everybody's happy.
2: Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let's, let's explain to people that you really were in a bad place with these children that had turned into feral cats. Yes. And, and,
0: you know, they have relatives that feed that relatives on their mom's side who feed that and will be, Oh my gosh, she's bossy to you or she, she does not have the right to tell you to do that or whatever. So, you know, I hear high-conflict biological moms, and I am so grateful I don't have to deal with that, and I feel so bad for everybody who does. But sometimes the aunts and uncles and grandparents can be just as bad. But I will say, Kelly's family has taken me in, and they're so good to me, and they reach out to me, and um, so it's not them, but there are a few other relatives that will kind of keep things stirred up.
2: Yeah, there's people like that. They, um, It's their comfort zone. They know how to act when things are stirred up. They don't know how to act when things are calm.
0: Yes. And they miss her. I know that. I understand that. I'm not her. I'm not trying to be her. But um, they, if anybody really could get the truth out of how they feel, they've got to realize I'm good for those girls and for their dad, mm-hmm. you know, but they would never tell me that.
2: Yeah, of course not. (laughs) Well, you say that you don't want to be disengaged forever, which, of course, Mm -hmm. is the goal of not showing is to re-engage in a different role, which it sounds like you've done fairly well.
0: Yeah, we're getting there. We are. Um, The youngest is now taking driver's ed online. She wants to take her driving test in my car. So that's really gotten me a lot of points (laughs) as far as (laughs) I'm a good person now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. she's gonna be sucking
2: up to you yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> so i will but i still have to do it at a pace that i'm like oh finally we're together you know we're gonna i still have to kind of uh rein in my uh, enthusiasm about it and not you know make a big deal about it because the teenagers you just got to play it cool with them mm-hmm. or especially these they will they'll run away and so we're that's where we are right now. And I'm enjoying it because she being nice to me. And I think some of it too is just she's maturing.
2: And how long um do you get to hold the driving the car thing over <laughs> her?
0: She doesn't turn 16 till uh
2: May. So there we go. <laughs> Girl.
0: I know. It's great. <laughs> it's gonna be like your
2: best life ever in the next six months. I know, months. It.
0: I know <laughs> it. And then we'll have to worry about her driving. But yeah, we'll cross that when we get to it.
2: Okay. So let me ask you this. When you, you, you've reengaged a good bit with the kids, Mm -hmm. but when you see yourself, um, basically, I don't want to say completely reengaged because that's my question is, do you see yourself turning into that parent or staying kind of where you are and letting that be your new role of being the confidant, the mentor, the, um, you know, whatever.
0: I would love, I know they're not going to call me mom, mm-hmm. but I would love for them to think of me more like that. Like, you know, she's my mom figure and no, they say stepmom, they say my dad's wife mm-hmm. and they'll always kind of keep that buffer there, which that's fine. But, um, I don't know, I guess just with my experience with other kids, I just, I would just want the love, you know, I just want mm-hmm. to close with them and, and I really doubt we'll reach that point.
2: Well, unfortunately, most of the kids have moved out. Yeah, and stepdaughter is seventeen now. You said fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, she was twelve when y'all started dating. Yes. Okay. So you've been in her life more than anybody else, really. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah. You know more than you have the other step kids, and mm-hmm. it sounds like you've got a good relationship with her, and you've got three years or so before she moves out hopefully to where mm-hmm. you can continue to build that bond with her. You know, my, my stepkids, they tell me they love me. They call me oh. sometimes instead of David. Um, oh. So, I mean, you can get there. I do think that um, it might be harder with the older ones because they're not in the home, mm-hmm. um, but don't be surprised that one day if they don't, you know, come to you and be like, I just want to tell you, I love you.
0: Yeah. I, and I think they'll, especially the older girl will come back around and go, yeah, I was kind of not nice to you. <laughs> you know." Mm-hmm. And you were always the same to me. And that's what I want. I just want them to recognize that at some level, at some point in their lives, whether they tell me or not, I just want them to know that I care about them. And mm-hmm. um, that's fine. But their dad and I have so much fun. I'm, you know, I'm happy. I never have regretted doing this. But there've been times when I'm like, and, and I, I had to reach this point, too. I'm glad he's a good dad. I admire that about him. I love that about him. But he can't be a good dad if he doesn't have kids. Mm. So I can't wish those kids away because that's yeah. a big part of who he is. So right. just like with me, you know, I'm a dang good mom. I wouldn't be a good mom if I didn't have any kids around. So if my kids get on your nerves, well, that's part of who I am and what makes me who I am. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of have that realization with my counselor one time. Well, tell me some things you love about him. Oh, this, this, this is he's he's a great dad. And she goes, okay, those kids that are so annoying to you right now, they make him a great dad. That's how he gets to be a great dad. Yeah, and I was just like, duh, you know, mm-hmm. it was one of those aha moments. So <sighs>
2: when uh, David and I started dating. I wasn't really looking for anything serious. I enjoyed my time alone and being a single mom and hanging out with my kid. And um, then when I met him, I knew he had four kids. And then, you know, of course, the more I got to know him, I realized that basically he had his kids all the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe two, three days a week. I mean, out of every two weeks they would go to their moms. And I mean, he was very involved and I just, he was an awesome dad. And, that attracted me to him, which is so funny considering that when yeah. I moved in, I didn't think he was parenting worth a crap. I know. <laughs> like, what happened there?
0: Yeah, I've had that thought myself.
2: <laughs> it's almost like they gave me a sheriff's badge when I got married. <laughs> that's like, funny. I'm the new that sheriff in funny. town. Yeah, that's yeah, funny.
0: Well, and even though our, our, his kids don't have their mom here, they go to their grandparents a lot and. That helps everybody because they get loved on over there and get told they're the greatest thing ever. They help their grandparents and we get a little break. We go fishing every weekend. The kids are not with us. That's our time. You know, so Mm -hmm. you just have to find your own little time. I think that's what's really helped us. But then when you come back together, everybody's more happy to be together because it's kind of catch up on what you did when you're apart. We get to you know, ask them, where 'em y'all go out to eat and stuff like that. So I don't know.
2: And it's not like the competition that there would be if they were at the other bio parents.
0: True. Yeah, that's right. If I go to mama's house where they're going, the grandparents, she treats me really special too. So, you know, I'm like, oh, we all get a little mama love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
2: important to feel the love.
0: It is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah, but yeah, I get, I think my biggest uh, uh, advice is somebody is dating or marrying somebody who has lost their spouse. You got to give them time to kind of let go of their past and move into this new future, but you can never just forget it. You can never just, because that's part of what made them who they are now is going through all that,
2: Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like Rod Neal said: it doesn't matter if if the mother is dead or alive, they still have a mother, and it's not you,
0: right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right.
2: And do you think that them not having a mother makes you want them to look at you a, as a mother more so? Maybe, yeah. That's pretty good thought, I think,
0: wasn't
4: it? <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. That's insightful. I um I think it's more about my past experiences and how well, everything, every relationship has gone with kids before that I just want that with them too. But these other people didn't, you know, hadn't lost their mother when they were, what, 12 and 17. So, you know, but I, yeah, I, I don't want to ever replace her, of course, but I just want them to know that there is somebody who loves them just as deeply as their mother did.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And... I hear people say, well, I don't love my stepkid or I don't even like them. But believe me, there's times I don't really like Mm them, but I do love them. And I would, you know, just like my own kid, I would jump in front of a train for them or whatever, Mm -hmm. because I want I want them to have the best lives they can.
2: Okay, well, let's be realistic. If you had to jump in front of a train and your stepkid and your bio kid are both standing there and you can only save one. Oh, it'd be my bio kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> there you go,
1: girl. <laughs> but
0: remember, I said he's her big sweetie too. So, you know, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, it's really funny that people get so wound up about you should love them like your own, or and you know, we'll say you don't have to love them like your own. And at one point, I I mean, I know hate is a bad word. I've said it before. But they hated me, and it's easier to say it this way. They hated me, and I felt the same about them. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, and I know. Um, and then we got to the point that, I mean, really, I can call one of them right now, and we'll talk to, for an hour, and he'll, he's like a little motivational speaker. And oh, I'll be like, so I'm like, cool. I'm so proud of you, and I love you. And um, oh. if something happens, they're like, hey, I need to tell Lori something. And they used to walk in the house you know, before I nachoed and just throwing stuff and grumpy. And you could just, I mean, you could Mm -hmm. feel it coming in the house Mm -hmm. to, you know, two or three years later, after I'd nachoed and reengaged, they come in the house and they're like, Lori, come here. I got to show you something.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, it does happen. And I understand that not everybody can get there to where um, you honestly can say that you love your stepkids, but, it doesn't mean that you can be mean to them at all. Right. You're right. I mean, they're kids. Mm-hmm. But that was easier to say now on the other end of it than when I thought all four of them youngins were going to tie me to a stake in me. <laughs> well,
0: mine come in sometimes and I, I'll turn around and I swear I could see devil horns sticking up. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know... They're just people too. Not, not everybody's perfect.
2: so Right. And they're struggling. We, we tend to forget that because we're so miserable. We can't see past our own misery to see we could be the cause of some of our own misery and even their misery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I was contributing a lot. Um, I can be a big presence when I want to be.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I think we all can. Um, one of our
0: biggest issues, though, like I said, is cleanliness of their rooms and bathrooms. They, it's like y'all are only in charge of these things, and then one has to fold towels and one has to unload the dishwasher. I mean, honestly, that's it. So, and it was just my son and I for a few years. We've married, so he had to do it, and he's younger, you know. Anyway, so um, I just don't get that. And and like I said, he's been stepping it up lately, and he he did kind of restrict the younger this week from doing some activities because she didn't follow through on some things she was supposed to do. And I just walked up over to him and just gave him a high five and walked away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knew what I was saying. I was like, there you go. Cause he, you know, he does tiptoe around him a little bit and has for a long time. And you can understand to a point, but I've told him you're not doing them any favors by doing everything for him or by letting them slide. Right. You'll, do, you, they will learn more and there will be better people if you make them stick to their word or you make them, you know, Mm -hmm. toe the line on whatever. And, you know, you don't want to hear that, but now.
2: And it's easy to kick into, they don't have a mother and stepmother. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I mean, I just can't imagine. That's like guilty parent syndrome times a million.
0: Yeah, exactly. But he, now he's, you know, they're older. And I think he had to decide what they needed and that they needed to do these things. And now he's getting a little bit more assertive about it. And I love it because it's not me. It's not me anymore.
2: Your thought process on reengaging, it, does it kick into the, not the emotional side of the parenting, but you know, do you want to be able to tell a stepdaughter, you know, you're late um, coming home and you're grounded or do you just always want to stay out of that part of it?
0: I want to stay out of that part of it, but he does tell them if she asked you to do something or not do something, it's just like, if I do, and he's more and more encouraging me to do that. And there was a time when I was like, please don't talk to her. Please don't ask her that. Please don't, you know, because he knew they were going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's more calm and I can say, Hey, would you pull those towels? You know, if he's outside, if he's sitting right there, of course he can ask him. But if not, I can ask him, it gets done, no big drama. And they know that he expects them to do, you know, but being late, he doesn't sweat that a bit. And I'm like, uh, what time does she say she's going to be home? You know, I, my kind of, because we do live out in the boonies, my concern level kicks in faster than his does. Mm -hmm. But I don't talk to the girls about it. I would talk to him about it. He would say, Ah, good point. Or he'd say, I'll talk to her or he'd say, that's not that big a deal.
2: So Now you're, you're approaching that from the standpoint of you're worried about her safety. You're not coming across because a lot of stepmoms have done this. I'm guilty myself, where we try so hard to point out what the stepkids are doing wrong to where you're looking at your watch going, it's 10.01. Where's little Johnny? Johnny was 10.01. But You could be looking at it from that standpoint of, oh, I'm going to show him his kid's doing wrong or that ungrateful kid never on time and he needs to um, be aware of it. Or you're just like, you know, I'm I'm kind of worried. She's Mm -hmm. she's normally not kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess because I've been through so many kids, (laughs) we've done so many different things that I I don't feel the need to be nipping at him about them. Or nipping at them about, you screwed up, you did this wrong. Um, but I, I'll i let him decide because, like y'all say, you, we can't love them more than their bio parents do. We can't out, you know, we can't run in front of them and go, we're doing it this way. That's their role. That's mm-hmm. their shoes to fill. And So if he's like, eh, it's not that big a deal. Or, oh, I'll figure out a way to get, you know, her punishment They work that out. Me, I'm just more like, well, you know, she had that bald tire and uh, or she didn't have any gas. I wonder, you think she could have run out of gas or, you know, something like that. But I don't, I don't approach it as I'm really not a wicked stepmother.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're really not. (laughs) Yeah. So you have two stepdaughters still living at home?
0: Yes. But like I said, the older one, she stays, gone. She stays over at her grandparents' house or a friend's house because it's it's a good drive to come home. And she's trying to conserve her gas. She gets off at midnight. So we're kind of glad she doesn't come home at that hour. Right.
2: So, yeah. But she's 20. Yeah. So most of the time, it's just stepdaughter 15 or 17. Yes, yeah, fifteen. 15. I don't know why I keep wanting to think that young is 17.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, because the older one was 17 when I came around. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Does your bio son have anything to do with the stepkids? Not separately from us. I
0: mean, they will text each other funny jokes. Or if I say, hey, we're going to meet, you know, his name's Nick. If we're going to meet Nick. I'll text him and tell him. Or mm-hmm. I'll reach out to him like they are racing to reach out to him. And then he, you know, he thinks it's hilarious because he never had sisters. Um, but they, and then when we're together, they'll talk to him quite a bit. He's, he's pretty chatty and try to put them at ease so mm-hmm. uh, they get along great but they don't like go do things separately from us or anything
2: right I know it um I always wonder about the step siblings I guess uh, it would be mm-hmm. their bond as they mm-hmm. get older I really hope that my son stays in touch with the brothers that's what it mm-hmm. they're always called the brothers mm-hmm. and um because he doesn't have anybody else
0: That would be great and I would love that in this family too. And like I said, my stepson is getting married and he, had, he invited my son to be in his wedding to be a groomsman. And that meant the world to me because that showed we laid the groundwork for that relationship, but they had to build it on their own and they are. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think they will with the girls too. Just They have to do it in their own way.
2: When you, I'm um, going to go back almost to the very beginning, real fast. When you first started nachoing, was it obvious that you weren't involved? What things did you step back from, and how long do you think it took before you started reengaging a little bit? Well,
0: I had my moments of blowing up about dirty rooms or dishes, or hey, guys we all come clean up this mess, you know, this kind of nagging. And it was just driving them further away. And um, it wasn't working for anybody. And my husband didn't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just finally like, you know what? He's got to make it happen because they're not listening to me. And all I'm doing is making them mad, making myself mad. So I sat down with him. Well, we had a couple of family meetings. Like, guys, everybody's got to pitch in. If you have tours, you got to do your tours because that keeps the house running and all that. He said all this, and um, that didn't work. And then I sat down with him and said, "Look this this is not going real well. They think I'm terrible. You're caught in the middle. It's terrible." I said, "I need to step back, and I need you to step up a little bit." and And I said, "Because these things need to be done, and they're not do it on their own. And they had been allowed to just." I don't know, run, not run wild, but not be responsible for quite a while. And yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. So I said, so I'm not doing it. I'm not going to tell him. And I, I said, just, you just do it. And he goes, okay, well, and he keeps saying, if you ask him to do something, it's the same as me asking him. I go, well, you say that, but it's not true. And then, uh so I just, like I said, would pick up a book or um watch TV real hard mm-hmm. or go outside and just be like, I, you know, I got to get away from this because I'm getting madder and madder or frustrated. And usually he would take care of it. And then it just got better and better because when I did talk to him, it wasn't about that. It was just about everyday stuff, you know, like, Hey, that's how you pitch. That was a cute dress or, well, oh, like your hair I like that, or, you know, not fake, but just intentionally kind. And then, like I said, sometimes they'll slip on my Dr. Pepper or you know something. Like, hey, I brought you the, I brought you this bracelet. I thought you'd like it. I, I got me this one. I thought you'd like this one, and just kind of built comfort with each other and rapport and trust that I wasn't going to turn around and then bite their head off. Mm-hmm. And then over time, they came closer they started initiating conversations with me and that's where we are now. So, or they'll talk to both of us and before they'd go over and whisper in dad's ear. I'm just thinking that's rude. There's somebody else in the room. You don't do that <laughs> unless yeah. it's, you know, embarrassing or something, but yeah. Yeah. So,
2: and they don't do that anymore.
0: No, nope, they don't. We've, we've all grown up. <laughs>
2: yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And like I said, just remember you've got a couple more years with the youngest stepdaughter, and hopefully, um, yeah, we'll be a little more engaged. And I I think it's awesome because you're like the best Nacho mom. You step back from the stressful stuff, and now you're sliding on Dr. Pampers. I mean, if it's my (laughs) vibes, I don't care what it is, just everybody's happy. I mean, come on
0: yeah you, yeah thanks i appreciate that
2: <laughs> i mean i used to buy their favorite cereal you know uh huh. if one don't yeah. make me mad no i wouldn't buy his that's right or you withhold it <laughs> yeah
0: it works it works and when y'all y'all are doing the podcast or the, through the academy and i go oh hallelujah There, speaking my language or oh, i didn't think of that i'll try that and it when i found y'all it was just like I found kindred spirits because I wasn't crazy. I wasn't, you know, like, I want to do it this way, but I don't, I don't know how. That's not, that's not what I'm used to. I'm not used to stepping back, you know, and, and then the way y'all explained it made so much sense and it does work.
2: Yeah. Cause we're not used to stepping back, but we're also not used to being told to be the friend with the kid and not the mm-hmm. parent.
0: Mm-hmm. Or the fun ant. I like that one too. <laughs> yeah, the fun ant. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, but we've got to come up with something better for these words because if they were a- my aunt, if I was the aunt, that means I was really their
0: Yeah, aunt. no, that'd be wrong. Yeah, no, say,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> you might not want to say the fun ant, but you know, yeah. <laughs> we're going to we come up with the whole terminology for this um, <laughs> blended stuff.
0: We do not promote incest. Okay, people? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. That's not what we're saying. Don't be the fun aunt in that way. Be the fun <laughs> aunt as in, you know.
0: The, not really the aunt, but friend. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll think of something.
2: Yeah. Be like That's the great. greeter at Walmart or something.
0: Yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> be like a Walmart greeter.
0: There you go. Well, I'm so glad y'all have the the whole Nacho community. And um, I appreciate all y'all are doing. These podcasts are great. I love listening to other perspectives. and. Like I said, sometimes I'm like, whoo, I'm glad I don't have a a biological mom in the corner, but I've been through that and Mm -hmm. it is survivable and everybody can come out, you know, getting along, but uh, this is just a different road that I'm on. And it's heartbreaking at times. Sometimes I look at the girls, I'm just like, dang. And I tell them, your mom would be so proud of you. Mm -hmm. I don't know her, but I know she would. And I know, I don't say that unless I mean it and they know I mean it. And it, that's their heart, you know. I'm just holding it and offering it out there, and it
2: mm-hmm. that helps. I appreciate all of your support because you've been very supportive um, to us in the academy and the podcast and everything throughout um, throughout our trying to help other people too. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, it's easy. Y'all are easy to to support and to like and to laugh with and at. <laughs>
2: Hey, y'all can laugh at us anytime you want. We laugh at ourselves. That's where not your kids came from. We was laughing at ourselves. I know, it's great. I am not your mama.
0: Now I'll tell you, um, I was at a conference Monday and Tuesday, and it was all these communicators from around campus where I work, and they had this one session about storytelling. So they talked about it, and then they had a smaller one that said, you can come in this one and you can practice storytelling. And I kind of practiced what we were going to talk about today in that session. And the people kept moving closer and closer to hear what I was talking about. So you may have some new, some new members out of that.
4: Ooh-hoo, Cause they girl. were
0: really, they were intrigued by this whole method, this whole way of looking at things like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So,
2: and you yeah. just said it, it's, um, more of a way of looking at things. It's not just disengaging, it's more of a way of looking at things differently right. and from a different perspective, a healthier perspective, a more positive perspective. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that it helped you. It just makes oh, me happy yeah. when other people are like, "Man, this helped me so much.
0: And the academy, the academy has helped me get to know myself so much better." You know, like I said, it helps me in work, it helps me, I mean, every every relationship. Mhm. So Y'all are really doing some good.
2: Well, thank you very much. <laughs> you're welcome. Let me ask you one quick question, then I'm going to let you go. Okay. Um, okay. When you're driving down the road and somebody's riding your butt, does that stress you out still, or have you learned to nacho that and just pull over and let them go?
0: Yeah, I've come a long way with that. Sometimes if they're going around me, I might look at them like, what the heck? You know, but I don't uh, use language or gestures when they go by. <laughs>
2: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, we're going to start saying it's going <laughs> to be called Nacho Life.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Now, I mean, there are still times it, it's annoying, but um, yeah. And even sit because there is some traffic for about 10 minutes in this community. <laughs> so when you're in traffic, you're going to go, whoa, it's going to take forever to get home. And I'm a lot of times listening to y'all or listen to comedy and that helps a
2: lot. <laughs> it's a probably good thing our podcast end up being a lot longer than we anticipate. Then, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: honest. laughs> it's I'm so glad y'all have them, though. I really am. It's great. Thank
2: you. We're enjoying doing them. All right. Really are good. Good.
0: Well, I will see you in Austin, eh? Yes.
2: Yeah, see you in Austin, and thank you so much again for being a guest. You're welcome.
0: Bye, Lori. Bye-bye.
2: All right. So one thing that Kelly and I talked about was very interesting because we see this all the time where. The stepkids and the stepmom get along great until either the stepmom and their dad get married, and then things just go to crap, or like in Kelly's case, everything was fine until she started trying to make the home hers, or not hers, but more comfortable, more, not more comfortable, help me, David, like decorating with her stuff, like hanging up the wedding pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. Like her hanging up that wedding picture just changed the whole dynamics.
3: Yeah, because that's when you realize they're not just here visiting. And that's what she said. Yeah. Yep.
2: And remember with us, I think pretty much when I came in, we didn't do a whole lot. We painted pretty quick and took down that ugly lighthouse border stuff.
3: <laughs> I was ready for you to decorate. I was like, please change oh, this mess.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And but as far as me doing like major stuff, I didn't start doing that till probably, what, four years in?
3: Yeah, it, you had to make sure that you were going to stay first.
2: Yeah, that was part of it. <laughs> and then it upset definitely one of the kids because he made the comment about it.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't, I don't think for him, it, was, it wasn't It was like you're changing what my mom did. It, it was just more like you're just changing the house. Right. Honestly, I I, I think they were like, when, when me and their mom split, they just thought this was a bachelor pad. They were like. We go to dad's house and we can do all kinds of stuff. It's so fun.
2: Yeah. We can jump on the couch and. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's why I always say I moved into a zoo and I wasn't (laughs) lying.
3: Yeah. It was. I mean, everybody eat popcorn in the living room. We watch a movie night, blah, blah. Then Lori comes along and be like, you are not eating popcorn in the living room. And they're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I know.
2: (laughs) One thing I also talk about with Kelly is what is not showing besides just disengaging? And I know we talk about this a lot, but we want you to understand that not showing is not just disengaging. Nope. And Kelly's response was to be a wife, do things to help your significant other, change your perspective, do it for him, not his kids, not inserting yourself into their lives unwontedly. It's unwantedly a word. It is today. It is today. You can tell your significant other when something's bothering you, and they can deal with it. However, we've said before, you have to be careful to where it's not just you constantly nagging him about his kid's mess. Mm -hmm. And you can't say to your significant other, little Susie left her crap on the floor again. It has to be, hey, honey, when you get a chance, can you grab that stuff that's on the floor? Look at there. Look at the difference. Yeah. Night and day. Night and day. And you have to let the step kids take the lead with the relationship. Yep. For instance, when I started reengaging, if the kids came in and I was like, hey, how was your day? Well, if they didn't respond, then guess what? Not time to reengage. Mm-mm. So I would step back. The next thing you know, they come in. Hey, Lori. Da-da-da-da.
3: Yep, and then you're ignoring them. They're no, like, I did not ignore them. The kids like, oh, time step back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and address this because we see it a lot. Not showing is not being petty and acting like you're twelve years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the step kid comes in and says, "Hey, Lori," and you ignore them because you're just being mean or you just don't like them, whatever. Come
3: on now. You ignored me yesterday. I'm ignoring you today.
2: Yeah. Let's not play this. Respond to them. You don't have to go, hey, sweet angel, how was your day? May I fix you a snack? No, just go, hey, what's up? I mean, it's simple. If you are being petty, don't you dare call it nachoing. Mm. That's what I said.
3: You Drop the hammer down.
2: I said it with that tone, too. I see it. I see it all the time. People saying, well, I'm nachoing. Da, da, da. No, you're not. You're just being a grumpity, grumpity, blankety blank.
3: I was wondering how you are going to say all that. <laughs>
2: I did good, didn't
3: I? Blankety blank.
2: Don't be the grumpety, grumpety, blankety blank. <laughs> be kind. Be decent. Yeah.
3: Not be kind. Of, never mind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and nachoing is definitely becoming more self-aware and having more self-control.
3: Absolutely.
2: And I love this. Nachoing helps you
3: breathe. <laughs> <sighs> Smell the cheese.
2: Smell the cheese.
3: That could be bad, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If Jackson was in here, you smell the cheese.
2: David. <laughs> but one thing we want you to remember, too, is it's important to understand the stepkids have to get to know you. We've said it before. You didn't date them. They didn't date you. You may have saw them once or twice every other weekend or something like that. So they don't know you at all. Nope. They have to get to know you, and they have to know... That you're not coming in trying to be a drill sergeant. That you're trying to help them because you love them. And that takes time. It does. Because when you first come in, you may think you love them. And that's why you're being a drill sergeant. That's not it. You're being a drill sergeant because you want to have control.
3: Mm. You've seen all kind of good points.
2: I am. I'm going to roll today. And remember... When you're dating this guy, and he, you're like, man, he's an awesome dad. Well, you're saying he's an awesome dad because he spends time with his kids, he does things with his kids, things of that nature. You're not saying he's an awesome dad because he parents his kids. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Never once did you go, man, when he fussed at little Susie for doing whatever, it just made my heart flutter.
3: <laughs> no. Yeah. Until you get married to them or move in with them, then you're like, oh, my gosh. What do you mean? Because, you know, all the fun times they had and all that. You move in now, it's like, you don't spend any time with me. You're always with your kids.
2: Oh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and address this too. (laughs) If you are a stepmom and you are getting jealous because your significant other is spending time with their kid or they want to spend time with their kid, go find a hobby. Don't take it personally. You're not second. You're not third. It is their responsibility to spend time with their kid, to enjoy the time they have with their kid before they turn into adults. And if you feel like you're being pushed to the side, you ready? You are allowing yourself to feel that way.
3: Ooh, la. On a roll today. There's some tough love in this one.
2: That's right. So, for instance, say, David says, well, I want to take the kids hiking this weekend. Have at it. But what's Lori going to do? Is she going to sit home and pout because David's not there to coddle her or (laughs) pay attention to her? Shoot, no. Lori piling up on the couch with some bonbons and watching Law & Order all weekend.
3: Law & Order. (laughs) I will say, though, that that is one thing about you that I always extremely appreciated was that if I wanted to take my kids somewhere, I didn't have to deal with backlash or pouting or anything. You were like, okay, cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know,
3: I mean, as long as it wasn't like the day of, <laughs> you know. Even was, if it
2: was the day of, I don't think I really got upset. And this, Unless it was something where we had something planned or I was in the middle of doing something. You're like, oh, well, you know, you don't need to cook that because we're already leaving. or
3: Yeah, you, know, you didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know that I ever did that because you and I both kind of have that. Hatred for last-minute plans. Yeah, I'm a planner, so you know we both feel that same way. So I don't think we've ever done that. But yeah, if I wanted to take my kids somewhere for a weekend, uh, or or just for the day or whatever, I mean, you were always okay with it, and it was it was helpful a lot.
2: Well, and there were times that you may have wanted me to go, and I just didn't want to go, and that was okay too. Mm -hmm. Because all right, here we go. Here's another one, y'all. If you don't want to go to something and you go anyway. You're going to make everybody else miserable. (laughs) Stay your grumpy, bump-buddy-bump-bump, blankety-blank at home. (laughs) Don't go make everybody else miserable.
3: Y'all, it's going to be a rough day. She's dropping the hammer on y'all. Just imagine what it's going to be like for me for the rest of the day.
2: (laughs) And it's just the morning time, folks.
3: (laughs) I know. But seriously,
2: if you don't want to go to something, there were times that David may have wanted me to go to like one of the kids' games. Well... The way that the school did volleyball games at that time was such and such played and such and such played, so it might have been like three hours of sitting there.
3: Yeah, they had all the like the junior varsity plays, and then the other the girls. Yeah, you know, the girls play, and then the boys play, and then the varsity plays. Yeah, so you had to go through a lot of games before it got to
2: right. And if I didn't want to go, even if David wanted me to go, he never made me feel like crap about it. He would be like, "Well, I get it." And I never made him feel guilty for going and staying for three hours either. I didn't say, well, you know that the boys are playing last, so why don't you wait and go at 6.48? No.
3: No, because I wanted to see my kids, even if they were just practicing or sitting over there talking to their friends, I wanted to see them.
2: Yep. So, be a good person. (laughs) Get a hobby.
3: Get a hobby. Get a dog. Does
2: that sound horrible? Get a hobby?
3: (laughs) Get a dog. It'll love you.
2: Hey, you know, we do love our dog. Yeah, we do. Our dog-ter.
3: <laughs> All right. Are you done?
2: Well, I think I need to be done, uh, so, I'm, I'm, done I'm or not.
3: I know. I'm scared. I'm like, we need to cut this off. You better get on a roll. Yeah, a but tangent. now I
2: want to go back to the beginning that we did and say, y'all need to listen to the ending.
3: Yeah. Well, I think most people do. Well. But they might not have to anymore after this. One. <laughs> <They're>
2: like, <laughs> they might not. I'm not
3: getting fussed at anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They went from telling good testimonials <laughs> to Lord getting on a rant.
3: Yeah. Now, I will say, though, that when we're helping people in the academy, we're not um, we're not abrasive, but we're not going to tell you what you want to hear either.
2: I had a lady message me yesterday. She's not in the academy. She's um, a stepmom friend that, again, in that group of people that I've known since when I started nachoing, mm-hmm. and she messaged me or whatever, and I read it, and I sent a audio recording back instead of typing it because I was driving, and I said, um... I know you're not going to want to hear this, but da, 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 this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Or you are going to keep fighting this battle forever until you get divorced. Yep. So, no, we're not going to tell you what you want to hear.
3: That's like one of the members of the Academy sent a private message to me in the uh, in the community. Well, it was actually to me and you. And, and they were like, this is a, a response that I gave to my significant other. What do you think about it? Mm-hmm. And so I read it, and I was like, well, kind of dropped the ball right here. And uh, you know, so I gave her my, my feedback on it. And she's like, I knew you was going to catch that. Uh, mm. Yeah, I know, I
2: know. I thought that was funny when I read that part. Now, see, here's the thing, though. David and I both, we're going to tell you what is best, whether you like to hear it or not. And we're going to tell you the truth. David is a little more abrasive than I am, I think, because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, and David doesn't really care.
3: Well, it's not that I want to hurt somebody's feelings, but sometimes I, sometimes people try not to hurt somebody's feelings and they walk all around saying what they really need to say.
2: And so the person doesn't hear what they need to hear. Right.
3: And so they're like, well, they don't get the same thing. They're like, well, because then when you get mad at them, you're like, do this. And they're like, well, why didn't you tell me that the first time? And you're like, I tried to. I just try not to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, dude, this, bam, bam, bam. And if their eyes get real big, I'm like, Yeah. It might hurt a little bit, but it's hurting a whole lot worse than what you'll have to go through if you don't understand what I'm telling you.
2: Yeah. I've got a friend, and um, I, I think it is so funny because I say, I'm not
3: trying to be ugly, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my philosophy is on the butts. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway. Hey, we
2: talk about the butts in the academy, too.
3: Yeah. We got, we got a lot of butts in the academy.
2: <laughs> no, that's not what I said.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, we get rid of the butts. Yes. But not the Brazilian kind. David. All right. That's our show for today, folks. Make sure you check back next week as we have a fresh new episode. And hopefully Lori will be on her medication. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao. Talk to you later.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.